Hi, my name is Thomas Junot from the University of Ottawa, and I am here with Christian Coates Ulrichsen from Rice University. And today we figured that we talk a bit about the United Arab Emirates role in Yemen. So, uh, Christian, to start, can you give us uh, an overview of the UAE's policy in Yemen, its objectives? Well, yes, the UAE joined with Saudi Arabia in 2015 in intervening militarily in Yemen. The UAE, I think, always had a separate objective. Unlike the Saudis, they didn't have a, a, a neighboring border issue with uh, Emirati cities coming under fire from Houthi-controlled territory. The UAE became embedded in southern Yemen in driving out AQAP and other kind of uh, extremist elements. And over time, I think the sphere of influence that they began to carve out in the south grew. But in 2019, the UAE decided that the sort of formula of continuing to back the Saudis in the wider offensives had kind of run out of road. And so the UAE chose to redeploy its forces and redeploy its interests in the way it projects influence in Yemen. Uh, so what do you think about the UAE withdrawal? Was it for real or was it just about repackaging? Well, that's a, that's a good point, because in, in 2019, in around the middle of the year, the UAE announced with a fair bit of fanfare that it was, quote unquote, withdrawing from Yemen, um, which, which at the time came as a big surprise. But once the dust settled a bit, it was clear that it was a recalibration uh, or a shift in its priorities in Yemen, not a withdrawal. The most visible elements of the, of the UAE's presence did uh, leave. Uh, uh, so the UAE, for example, decided to... to uh, allow Saudi Arabia to carry more of the burden of the fight against the Houthis. But the UAE's less visible but more important uh, objectives, uh, counterterrorism with the U.S. against AQAP, but also its special forces providing support to a variety of southern, more or less separatist militias, that has continued. So the, the UAE's influence in the south, its cooperation with the U.S. has definitely continued. But Basically, the UAE was quite uh, deft in, in reducing the visibility of its presence, which has meant that uh, a lot of the negative media attention, especially in the US and in the American Congress, shifted more towards uh, Saudi Arabia. So on those elements of, of the UAE's presence that has continued uh, in Yemen, there was a report in the media, I think it was the AP that, that reported that first, of, of an airbase uh, that the, the UAE allegedly was or is building on an island off of Yemen. Can you tell us a bit about uh, that, that report, what it means, and what, what are the objectives here for, for the UAE? Well, I think this goes to the point that you were making about the UAE seeking new ways to project power and influence, ways that were perhaps less direct, less visible, and less prone to public relations and political backlash. And so the, the report we've just seen perhaps begins to draw that into question by reminding people that the UAE does maintain a military presence, both direct and indirect, and in fact, maybe bunkering down for the long haul. And I think this goes to the UAE's broader geopolitical objectives in terms of exerting influence throughout the Horn of Africa kind of region, not just Yemen, but the wider region as well putting in place the infrastructure for playing a much longer term role, but in doing so, not necessarily just doing so as part of a military-led coalition, doing so in less direct, but perhaps more longer term ways. And again, a reaction, I think, to the political pressures that they were facing, but clearly giving themselves a position for the longer term in which to continue to play a role both directly and indirectly. What do you think in terms of where we're heading with this? Do you think the UAE will continue to be a player in Yemen? 
or do you think that something will change either in Abu Dhabi or perhaps uh, elsewhere? I, I think you you said it well in your answer in, in a couple of words earlier, a few a couple of minutes ago. The UAE, I think, is is there for the long haul. And, you know, six years ago when the intervention started, uh, the Saudi-led intervention started, it was inconceivable to me, at least, that we'd emerge in a world where the UAE is now the most influential external player in the southern portion of Yemen. And this is a new development, but it's a significant one that will, I think, uh, not only continue, but it, it makes a big difference for the regional balance of power. Um, it raises a whole bunch of very complicated issues that we obviously don't have time to get in depth in uh, today. But does the UAE formally support the independence of South Yemen or not? There's an ambiguity at that level. A lot of the militias and, and fat actors that the UAE supports in the South are separatists, sometimes openly, sometimes not so much. Um, what will the UAE do uh, if or when the issue of southern separation comes in Yemen? It has been good so far at kind of playing a balancing act uh, so as not to annoy uh, the different sides here, or at least not annoy them too much. Um, but but at some point, the, the, you know, the, the many tensions or contradictions in the UAE's uh, role in Yemen uh, will uh, flare up even even more. I mean, and we already see that the UAE or UAE-backed elements in South Yemen have fought um, against Saudi-backed elements in South Yemen, which uh, or or in Yemen, uh, which which is is quite awkward when you think of it. Um, but but you know these tensions are not going to disappear; they will continue. Um, no, I agree. I mean, uh, kind of building things up for the longer term, building all sorts of problems in terms of what comes next in Yemen's post-conflict reconstruction and recovery. So, yeah, with that, uh, thank you for the conversation. It's been very useful. Let's see what happens in the next few weeks and months. Thank you.